entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor, and my co host for this show, this special show, is Jay Kelly Ho. She is also with us today. Let me tell you our super objective in being with you today. We want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders, and that's you, by the way, so you can inspire others. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My guest with me today is Gene Case. Hi, Gene. How are you today? Hey, Marty and Kelly. It's great to be with you both. I first heard of your book, and the title of the book is Be Fearless, Five Principles for a Life of Breakthroughs and Purpose. I first heard of this through Adam Grant's newsletter. He recommended it. Hey, that's good company, Gene Case. I feel privileged to be in that company. Obviously, he's not just a celebrated author and a best-selling author, number one New York Times bestseller, but the work that he does day-to-day is just really quite spectacular, so I was thrilled when he included it. Thanks for that. Yeah. So, Gene Case, let me do a short bio. Gene Case, the chairman of the National Geographic Society and CEO of the Case Foundation, is a philanthropist, investor, and internet and impact investing pioneer who advocates for the importance of embracing a more fearless approach to innovate and bring about transformational breakthroughs. And her book that we're going to talk about today is Be Fearless and her career in the private sector, including as a senior executive at AOL. Now, Gene, I hate to say this. There may be some people who don't know what AOL is. America Online spans nearly two decades before co-founding the Case Foundation. I could go on. But all this is going to come out in the discussion. So your book starts out with a forward by Jane Goodall. Maybe this has something to do with the National Geographic, but why have Jane Goodall write the forward to your book? Well, first of all, you know, I I am chairman of the National Geographic Society and have had the privilege through that role to come to know Jane. Of course, I knew her as many did, just more as a fearless icon in this world before I had the chance to meet her personally and work with her at National Geographic. Her story is so remarkable of a young woman uh, in the UK in the early 60s who picks herself up and moves to Africa because she has a passion to spend her life working with animals. Um, She did not have an advanced degree at the time and goes to Africa, works uh, in research of chimpanzees, and truly not only changes animal research as we know it in her field, but really has changed the world through so many things that she's done. So I was absolutely delighted when she offered to write the foreword. Yeah. What a story. Uh, What a story. And you include... Uh, more information on Jane throughout the book. So this whole idea of be fearless, uh, when 
and why did this concept uh, get started? Like, when did it start? Sure. Well, you know, Marty, I've had the chance in my career to travel around the United States and really around the world into communities, cities, even small villages and remote places. And I, I've seen that no matter where I go, people have one thing in common, and that is they have ideas about how to make the world a better place. But sometimes they get stopped by this idea that it takes something extra special, whether that be a special genius or connections or graduating from the right school. Mm -hmm. So about six years ago, the Case Foundation that my husband and I founded some number of years ago, we uh, embarked on some research to look at the core qualities of change makers and entrepreneurs and innovators. And what we found were these five simple principles that I write about in the book Mm -hmm. that are present wherever transformational change takes place. But the most exciting thing is we were able to debunk this idea that it takes something super special or some Mm -hmm. superhuman quality. And we think that's really important because I use storytelling in the book to bring the principles to life and to make it clear that it's often ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Yeah, yeah, Um, and you did a great job. So let me mention the five principles, and we'll try to cover all of them in our discussion. Five principles that you discuss is, number one, make a big bet. Be bold. Take risks. Make failure matter. Reach beyond your bubble. Number five, let urgency conquer fear. So I'll start at the obvious place. The first principle, make a big bet. Explain to me, go a little more deeper on that, and maybe have a couple examples that you talk about in the book. Sure. Well, you know, you obviously have an entrepreneurial following, but the idea of a big bet won't be foreign to many people who are trying to build a big business. The idea really is don't settle for incremental change. Mm -hmm. Aim high with a big idea. Mm -hmm. Now, the fact of the matter is we all use incremental steps to get to a big bet, Mm. but keep your eye on the prize. Wherever transformational change or breakthroughs have come, whether it's in business or any other sector, it's been starting out with a really big bet. Incremental change, though, steps. Um, And you used the word moonshot, and I think that was in the very first... uh, in principle, and I, I guess AOL at the beginning is kind of a moonshot. What do you mean by moonshot, first of all? And talk to me about the AOL experience and in terms of being fearless. Well, you know, I think it is kind of important. You said, you know, some folks won't know what AOL is. That is definitely true, depending on the generation listening. Isn't that a bummer? Um, Isn't that a bummer? Yeah, it's okay with me because I think, you know, things have moved on. But, yeah. um, But the reason I wanted to write about the moonshot, and of course there I'm referring to President Kennedy's moonshot, is I try to draw out at the time that he put that out there, this idea that we would go to the moon and return a man safely to Earth. Um, We didn't have anything at the time he put that big bet out there. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have the math and the physics to tell us how to get those folks back into our atmosphere, you know, Mm -hmm. safely. We didn't have micro things that could even fit in a spaceship, whether they be computers or other components that were needed. So it was truly a big idea. And he said, we do this not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Mm. And the thing is, if we look at where we are today, so many of the things we enjoy, whether it's GPS systems or, you know, communications or anything that, you know, we benefit from a satellite, all of those things, nanotechnologies, 
really come out of that first big bet that was made where anyone looking at it would have said no possible way could this come true. Hmm. And yet here we are still going making bigger bets every day. Um, And that's really what the idea of a big bet is. Yeah. Well, let's talk about AOL. I want to talk about that. Uh, People had to think you were crazy. I mean, you had a pretty good thing going, and here you go to AOL. Talk about a moonshot. Talk to me about the humble beginnings. We truly did think we were crazy. I mean, it was almost the pat on the head. And for anyone that doesn't know what AOL is, most people later knew AIM, particularly college students, which was the instant messaging service that also went uh, viral in a big way. But at AOL's peak, of course, we carried 50% of the nation's Internet traffic. But long before that, it was just an idea. And the idea was to democratize access to ideas and information and communication. And in those earliest days, it was kind of funny because often we'd have people say, why would I ever need an email address? Or Wild. what would my company ever do with a website? <laughs> yeah. And, and so crazy. I do have a, a chapter in there called yeah. Peek Around Corners. Yeah, it's great. And the bottom line is great innovations and great breakthroughs usually take place because someone has the ability to see the future in a way others can't. Yeah. And that certainly was the story with the internet revolution, but in so many other uh, businesses and sectors that I talk about in the book as well. Yeah, a lot of steps to get to that success. And so you talk about, um, well, let me, let me phrase it this way. So is failure kind of an important part of being fearless? Like, talk to me about that. And, and do you relate to this concept of uh, a failure, I guess. Uh, do you relate to that on a personal level also? I really do. And let me just say, you know, you, you went through the five principles. So that second principle is take risks. And yep. the third is make failure matter. Yeah. And they're linked for a reason, actually, because if we are trying to break through, we need to get comfortable with the idea that it's going to take some risks. And, you know, uh, what I encourage in the book is to think about risk-taking as R&D. And in an R&D world, of course, what do you have? You have trial and error. But people often forget the error or failure part. Turns out if you talk to anyone in medicine or science or technology where R&D is a thing that they understand helps make them better, you know, they will tell you it's the, the error part is usually the more important part of the learnings because that's where you can refine and, you know, more perfect your idea and you grow stronger with each error or failure. So while we'd all love to, you know, fly through this world with no failures, the bottom line is if you look at almost any success story, there is a road lined with failures. I have a chapter in there entitled Fail in the Footsteps of Giants. Mm. And I try to point out in, in maybe better known success stories yeah. how behind them all was, you know, a road filled with potholes and failures and fears, by the way. The difference between those who break through and those who don't is they're undaunted as, you know, they look fear or failure in the face. That idea, though, I, I'm glad you brought that out. That was in my notes. That idea of looking at it as R&D, you know, research and development, instead of just making mistakes, you're learning, you're improving, you're taking those steps along the way. You don't get to that big bet by deciding on Monday that you're going to have uh, uh, create this big company on Friday. It's going to happen. You have, you, <laughs> right. I mean, although in this world, genes, uh, some people do think that. Um, and you know yeah. what? Right? Yeah. So, I think that's right. And, you know, I, I put a section in there um, in which I talked about some uh, training that I did one summer to run some mountain roads. 
and they were, you know, quite steep, and I hadn't done it before, and I had a trainer help me. And she started by saying, you know, we're not going to think about the finish line as we get started, which, of course, was out of view to us anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, we're going to today run to that mailbox, and then we're going to run to the stop sign. And what she was doing was taking you know, a really long, arduous task and chunking it into manageable parts. And the bottom line is, if we think about building businesses or building big bets that way, you know, we can suddenly get comfortable with, I can take this much of a risk today. And oh, by the way, if this one thing fails or something goes wrong, the whole project isn't lost. It just means I have to retool that one piece and keep going. Yeah. You're listening to the Business Builder Show. I'm Marty Wolf, your host, and Jay Kelly Hoey is my co-host. So, Kelly, you're welcome to jump in. Uh, I want to make sure everyone knows our guest is Jean Case. Her book is "Be Fearless: Five Principles for a Life of Breakthroughs and Purpose." Uh, Jean, where what's the best website? Is it re- readbefearless.com that you like people to go to? Yeah, that's got a bunch of excellent resources. Also at casefoundation.org/slash/befearless. We have additional resources, case studies, and additional material on these five principles. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you talk about reach beyond your bubble, and you talk about being better together. And I think it's in this context that you talk about diversity and how important that is. So let me kind of put that in, say that again. So reach beyond your bubble, talk about being better together. Talk to me about the importance or the relevancy of diversity in, in our companies. Well, let me just come back and say, Marty and Kelly, I think it's amazing that you are co-hosts today. This principle of reach beyond your bubble wasn't as familiar to me, and it was a little more of a surprise as it came out in the research than the other principles were. The idea is really build unlikely partnerships. Mm work with and bring to the table talents different than your own, backgrounds different than your own, perspectives different. You know, that has just been the secret sauce of people who've broken through. And so, you know, today the the data is pretty stark in terms of where business and investing is on this. As you know, the tech field has struggled for quite some time now to reach beyond its bubble and become more diverse, both gender and, you know, other forms such as ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Um, But the bottom line is, you know, it makes good business sense. So last year, venture capital, this is the dire part of the data, and then I'll give you the good news. Okay. Venture capital, only 2% of venture capital went to firms with a female founder, 2%. Less than 1% to firms with an African-American founder. Um, Yet, at the same time, there's overwhelming, compelling data coming from McKinsey, Boston Consulting Group, Deloitte, that looks at diversity as it relates to business outcomes. Mm -hmm. And time and time again, there is compelling evidence that firms with a more diverse leadership team and women-led firms are outperforming the other cohorts that are less diverse. So there's good business reasons to do it, even if you don't buy into the social justice argument. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's, a little, it's a little confusing and concerning to me why we're not seeing more of a response to what is almost like a secret sauce for how to do better as a business. Yeah, why the heck is it such a secret sauce? Kelly, you've got to add something to this conversation. Join in. 
Oh, I, you know, say Gene and I could go on for hours on this because that it is that perplexing look in the mirror, like, okay, this is a better way to run business. So why are we having to justify hiring women and minorities when it, this is just smarter business? But what I've been really dying to ask Gene about, because you're chair of the board of National Geographic, so one of those few women out there chairing uh, the board of a major organization, and you've referred to National Geographic as a 130-year-old startup. And I think, you know, and when you're just talking about unlikely partnerships, um, I'm guessing this is all coming together to make what is making National Geographic the continued relevant organization and success it is. Can you kind of just talk about that for a bit? Oh, gosh, Kelly, I would really love to, and thanks for that nod. You know, I consider myself really privileged to sit in this particular chair, pardon the pun, um, but it is, today I would say National Geographic is more relevant than ever in its 131-year history. For instance, on the social media front, we have the largest social media footprint of any brand mm. in the world. Wow. Now, Kim Kardashian has us built, or beat, but no other brands have us beat, and you know, um, I would say that there has been this fearlessness and this reach beyond your bubble in the DNA of National Geographic since its founding. So I write in the book, for instance, about a woman named Eliza Skidmore, who was National Geographic's first editor and photographer over 100 years ago, and then became a member of the board over 100 years ago. Now, what's so mind-boggling about that is I still sit on boards today where I'm the only woman. Mm. So to think that our fearless organization understood that by, you know, reaching beyond your bubble, bringing a lot of different perspectives to the table, you can broaden the perspectives, cover your blind spots, and probably go further and faster. And that's sort of been the story of National Geographic. Wow. So this is show, as you mentioned, and we've mentioned right at the beginning, entrepreneurs, business owners, those kinds of folks. I'm concerned about this. It's very important to be fearless if you're an entrepreneur. Yet the numbers show us that the number of startups is declining. Um, how can your work, Be Fearless, uh, really help these entrepreneurs? Yeah. Well, I have the same concern you do. And as you know, it's at a 30-year low. So more firms are dying every day than are being started. And we should all be concerned about that. But really, the book was written as a playbook. I feel like we need all the players and all the ideas on the field. If anyone out there has an idea for, you know, what about this thing? And at the end of the day, we know what entrepreneurs do is they live problems or see problems, and then they build companies to solve those problems. Mm -hmm. And so there's an exciting opportunity to bring players onto the field, as we've been discussing, who've kind of been left on the sidelines. And with them will come all kinds of new innovations um, and sort of new perspectives going forward in business that I'm very, very excited about. Mm -hmm. So I think it's needed more than ever before. But it is a playbook. Obviously, the principles are the framework. The stories are there really to inspire Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, the first chapter is called Start Right Where You Are. And my hope is that somebody who's had an idea burning, whether they're just getting started with it or they haven't even started yet, can find sort of nuggets in this book to really help get them started. I love the idea of it being a playbook. You are also involved with your husband in something I find absolutely fascinating, the rise of the rest. Can you give us a minute or two what's happening with that? 
well, actually, a lot of what we've been talking about in this reach beyond your bubble is the rise of the rest. <laughs> those go. who haven't really been in the mainstream of some of the areas we need them to, to sort of come and participate in. In that particular case, my husband has an investment firm called Revolution. And a few times a year, he takes a bus out for a week and he piles onto that bus press and influencers and investors and takes them through the nation's heartland to show them firsthand the kind of innovation that we're seeing coming out of what I would call non-obvious places today. Mm -hmm. You know, I was born in a small town in Illinois called Normal, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So I really feel for those uh, in the middle of our country when people call it flyover country. Mm. And the point of Rise of the Rest is to really put a spotlight on the fact that there is great innovators, great ideas, great talent across our nation, not just on the coast as we've grown to believe. And that's really the purpose of Rise of the Rest, and he's doing a great job with it. So entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, etc., we're giving you a playbook in this book, Be Fearless by Gene Case. Uh, check out The Rise of the Rest, by the way. Uh, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, I was in Harrisburg. Uh, and uh, I found that fascinating, what, the, what that work. So let's wrap up this way. It's uh, two years from today, Gene Case, and your book has been out there. What do you wish has happened as a result of your work? People have studied this. What, what do you see and what do you wish happens as a result? Two years from now, what are we seeing? Well, Marty and Kelly, the reason I wrote the book is in the six years we've been out there, teaching these principles, we've seen firsthand the impact it's had on people who have grown committed, let urgency conquer fear, which is that last principle. Mm -hmm. And they've said, you know what, I'm going to do something. I'm going to take this idea forward now. That's why I wrote the book is because I heard from so many of them who said more people have to get exposed to this. My hope is that many of the people who've read the book, been exposed to the principles, I hope I hear from them and they have uh, stories to tell about new businesses they've created or new bigger bets for the businesses they already have. Yeah. So the two websites you want people to go to, tell us those again, Jean. Readbefearless.com and casefoundation.org slash befearless. And yeah. I'm on Twitter as Jean Case, and I'd love to hear from any of your listeners. Yep. Um, and, you know, just hope folks have a chance to read the book. And on that bus tour, there better be lots of copies of Be Fearless, Five <laughs> Principles for a Life of Breakthroughs and Purpose by Gene Case. Gene, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and, and, and Kelly Hoey, thank you for being part of the show also. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Marty. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. 
Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.